0: Good morning good morning good morning top of the morning top of the morning happy monday what's good what's good man we are back with getting in the green with perfect strangers i am your host daryl rice i got my partner with me once again Corey. on a monday what's good with you brother how you been
1: oh good man good weekend of sports here man it was an exciting one
0: yeah let's let's talk about sports for a quick second here a couple highlights as we always try to do and that is kind of look at some things that's happened throughout the league um in all aspects of sports uh you know over the weekend we did have first and foremost we'll talk about the upset in the ufc amanda Nunes loses which is absolutely crazy to me now i know you are the ufc guy what'd you think about not only that fight, but a lot of the other fights that had happened throughout the night.
1: Yeah, I mean, she got she got starched, man. There's nothing really to say about it. You enter at a minus one thousand and she just wasn't mentally there. You could see it in her eyes. You haven't seen that look in her face in a long time. And when she didn't put Pena away in the first, it, it got real sketchy. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah man um obviously didn't help the DFS for the day because it was loaded up on Nunez there but didn't bet the fight because the odds were just <laughs> the juice just wasn't there for it mm-hmm. but I mean overall though what a what a great card man I mean we really got to see Charles, Charles Oliver is just that guy like yeah a dangerous man
0: what did uh What did you think about a lot of the other fights here, prelims? Are you seeing any new up and comers or?
1: Yeah, I was real impressed with Erin Blanchfield, man. She's, I think, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. absolutely dominated Miranda Maverick. Uh, She's, she's the real deal, man. She's going to be a problem in that division. She looked good. And then, you know, the card wasn't really full of prospects. Um, We had a lot of seasoned veterans on that card. But everyone kind of staked their claim. I think Kai Kaikara France made a statement with that knockout at Cody Cardbrandt. Yeah, it's just one of those, you get those pay-per-view cards, man, and people just move it up the rankings with their wins. So
0: yeah. there's a couple yeah.
1: couple real good fights, though.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah. so- We'll move back over to uh, the NBA because that's what we're here for, NBA. Yeah, that that upset was, you know, as far as Dustin Poirier, I kind of felt uh, that Olivera fight was definitely going to be all in Olivera's hands, so I wasn't too surprised by the win there. Um, but, yes, absolutely, Amanda Nunez losing her title was definitely the shock. If you were a favorite betting man in the NBA this weekend, you made a lot of money. <laughs> favorites, favorites definitely hit. And we saw a couple of games uh, that I was really interested in, but primarily I'm looking at this Steph Curry. I'm on Steph Curry watch. Um, Steph Curry. All is, world's on Steph Curry watch yeah, at this point. Yeah. And obviously Doc Rivers got the memo. Uh, if you watched that game over the weekend, you saw the defense that was being played on Steph because he was not breaking that record at all. So <laughs> what did you think about still all the, these, what we call superfluous amounts of shots uh, to try to beat this record. What do you think about him shooting in Philly? Philly?
1: You know, I just don't have a problem with it. Yeah, they they lost the game. But, I mean, if you just even look at his game log, I mean, that's just what he was shooting for a long Like, go all the way back to December 3rd, you know? 11 threes, 17 threes, 13-3, threes, 17 threes, 14 threes. That's just Steph Curry. And I know there's just like this – you know, target on him right now and all the all right. eyes are on him. So it's just a little more emphasized that he's shooting 17 threes a game. But I mean, also look at how that roster is constructed right now. Who else is going to shoot? Nobody wants to shoot. They're, they're good shooters when they get, you know, hit Jordan Poole. Yeah. And guys, yeah. Draymond. But yeah, Steph Curry in that offense without Klay Thompson, shoot the ball 17 times. You know, yeah, he went three for 17. So there's a little asterisk on it and they lose a game to philly but yeah you're also talking about a team that's like 21 and 5. he's been doing the same thing all season and i don't have a problem with it he's going to get the record clearly i think it's affecting his game so the sooner he gets it the better for that team
0: absolutely absolutely
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: well it's monday man it's monday. we've got a lot of games here nine game slate. um so it's. It seems like we've got some good angles here. We are the early bird that tried to get the worm, man. We're going to do that for you today. Our first game up, man, is the Heat and the Cavaliers. Uh, right now, the Heat is coming in as a decimated team, and the Cavaliers are looking damn good. And who, is, who is this Cleveland Cavalier team? Um, Heat right now is, is less five. Last night, man, this was at four and a half. It was at four and a half last night. And that line went up substantially. I saw it last night at minus, or or excuse me, not minus, the total at 206. And that's got steamed up to three points. Now, looking at the injury reports now, um, you've got Bam, of course, Jimmy, Caleb, Markeith. These guys are out, you know. So you're still dealing with the decimated Miami team. And besides the young bull who's been out for Cleveland, Cleveland just won't stop. Um, so who do you like in this game as far as players or any size that you're looking at now?
1: Yeah, man. I think we got Cleveland here just kind of going against the grain here for the NBA. They're running this big lineup they're playing good defense. um obviously they can score. they've got these these big guys that are talented with the ball. I think Cleveland's a tough spot right now, man. I wouldn't want to be going into Cleveland. And as far as on a fantasy perspective, I mean, The only player even worth looking at for Miami is going to be Deadman, probably down here at uh, about forty-five hundred or five thousand tonight. And usually, I'd say he's a smash spot without Bam, but uh, this front court against of Cleveland he's going against is no joke, man. So, if I was going to play anybody in this game, it'd be Dwayne Deadman. But I'm really. You know, with the nine-game slate, you're looking for games to fade. This is probably going to be one of them. I think this is a, a tough game, slow pace, and I think Cleveland probably ends up getting it done.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the funny thing is, this game is going to Cleveland, right? Looking at some of my notes I uh, I made, Miami's a pretty good, team. A pretty good team. Now they yeah. themselves, right now, have lost. Shucks. Looking at their last three games. I mean, they beat Chicago, Milwaukee and lost to Memphis. And you know, the kind of tear Memphis is on, Um, but they're, they're pretty much decimated and they're doing this Um, winning. That is, you know, in the last 10, you know, they're pretty even, they've lost four of 10. Uh, So they've won six games. You know, you haven't had Morris on the court for some time. You're losing depth. Um, But what I do like about this is this is one of these games to where I talk about blindly betting. Right. And that's, Cleveland first quarter and first half. I'm going to tell you, I'm staying off this game. And the reason why Corey is because I like it when Cleveland's the dog to cover the points, right? Not lay the points. And I do believe uh, Cleveland right now, number one in first quarter points, first quarter ATS, or they're they're ranked number one in the last three at 33 points in the first quarter. Um, Miami is playing about 29 points i i i'm really leaning toward miami here miami. even with the team being decimated i'm still leaning miami so it would be kind of surprising if i get there with miami to go against this steamrolling of a train that you know Cleveland has had is covering first half and covering first quarter spreads but if you look at it they, they they're generally dogs you know they're generally dogs here so to see cleveland as the favorite Um, It's crazy to me. So uh, I I circled in my own little uh, uh, column here, Miami first half. Ooh, I just got. uh, Can you hear me there, Corey?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Um,
0: Video just went out. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have, uh, you know, morning madness here. Go ahead. Take it away with uh, as far as. Are you looking at any looks on the Cleveland side as far as players or taking anybody?
1: Nah, Cleveland's pretty stacked. And, you know, for everything that Miami's banged up and they're not as good of a defensive team here without Jimmy Butler, but, you know, Cleveland's balanced, man. Not one guy kind of gets the usage. Jared Allen, Garland, Mobley, Rubio, Marcake, and they just load up on their starting unit? So I got no interest in this game, really. I'm gonna try and, you know, avoid it completely. If I need a five thousand dollar center, um, it'll be Dwayne Deadman. But I think there's a couple guys later in the night, depending on some injuries that we could go to and just kind of completely fade this game altogether.
0: All right, we're I'll back in that. action. Just a matter of time here. I'm telling you, it's life on a Monday. It looks like uh that our production is having a case time of the Mondays. Mondays. Let's go into the next game. That is the Sacramento. Give me one second while I load up that line. And we're dealing right now with Sacramento Kings with the Z (laughs) plus four and a half. Uh and the total being 220 and a half. Uh, Tell me what or do you like anyone in this
1: game? Yeah, I mean, I think good game environment here, man. Um, I also think we're gonna have both these teams playing small ball, you know, with Precious Achua and Ken Birch going to be out here for Toronto. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. Toronto is going to be more than game to just play small ball here with Sacramento, which I think brings Terrence Davis back into the starting lineup for the Kings. And at $4,100, I mean, this guy is an absolute stud when he gets to start and gets the minutes. Last game was his only bad game in the last five. And it's because they had to match that jumbo lineup of Cleveland over there. Outside of that, though, I mean, the guy is a stud on their small ball lineup. So Terrence Davis is a core play for me tonight. He's a must play. And then, you know, Toronto's tough to figure out, man. Fred Van Vliet has his nice. You know, Scotty Barnes is pretty consistent. But there's not much I really want to touch on that Toronto side of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe a Gary Trent Jr. because he's, he's pretty properly priced there at 6000 But for the most part, though, Terrence Davis is going to be a must play tonight.
0: Yeah, this is you know just looking at what, we're on a Kings back to back, right? They got smacked by Cleveland, Cleveland got smacked by Charlotte, Charlotte, right? Right. Um a lot of their games in my opinion, um the the first half was the look, but now that they're on this losing streak, I don't even want to touch them either, especially being on a back to back. You don't have Rashawn Holmes in who I really like as a big. Um uh, so this is one of those games to where I don't want any action on whatsoever. It's a lot of players out and have continued to be out.
1: I don't think they're off a back-to-back though, the Kings.
0: They okay. They played the 11th. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah we're correcting on that. They played the 11th. It's going to be a break for them because they do play uh, on the 15th. So yeah. So this would be what three games and four nights? Is that what that is here? Yeah. Three and four. Well, this is their third game, third and four. Um, sorry about that. So yeah, it's a back to not a back-to-back. Toronto is coming off the rest when and they also have a little break. It is going to be the beginning of their back-to-back. So it looks like it should be a Toronto spot. I don't want any mo, you know, any smoke in this game whatsoever. To, it's when you lose those last two games, um, it seems like that losing streak is going to continue. Um, Toronto, they beat New York. We know what's going on with Toronto, or we know what's going on with New York. Uh, so that that should be obvious. Mean, they barely beat them, ninety to eighty-seven. Um, OKC, okay, they lost to. They beat Washington. They beat Milwaukee, lost to Memphis. Uh, so these are games that I feel that this type of game should be in Toronto's favor. Um, I was looking yesterday. That line was actually Toronto minus five. Toronto minus five, 220. Um, it has now moved up a hook. My line that I'd set for this had that uh, Toronto by 2.9. So uh, it's kind of not really funny, but I, I could see how money has come to the Kings side. They don't think that Toronto's going to even cover that five. Um, so this is not a game I want any action in whatsoever. You said no players on the Toronto side and just you one player on the Sacramento Kings side, right?
1: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I'm going to just I mean, it's a good game environment, but everyone's priced accordingly. So, yeah, I got Terrence Davis and that's that's about it in that game.
0: OK, all right. Moving on to the next game, Golden State, man. We have Golden State at the Indiana Pacers. We know what's going on with the Pacers. Um, Golden State right now is minus four with the over-under being 213.5. We saw what Golden State tried to do with Steph Curry um, trying to go for this record um, against Philly. They wound up losing that game. You saw Doc Rivers doubling him every time he was on the ball. I'm assuming Pacers are going to do the same thing. Um, this line right now, I had that at Golden or Indy or Golden State minus three and a half at 213 and a half last night. Um, I have this uh, Golden State by minus eight minus as eight. far as my number. No injured players out uh, besides Andre Agu- Iguadala for this game here. Um, you still got a lot of people out. You've got Turner out, I believe. Um, let me look at the official injury report for this. Yeah. So right now, you know, Pacers, you got Holiday, who's questionable, and Brand Wanamaker, who's questionable. Everybody else who's been out is out. Who do you like in this game? Any players or any sides?
1: I'm not going to be touching Golden State until Curry breaks this record, man, because, yeah. you know, even though he has an opportunity to go off, I mean – I think his head's just not there. He's not having great games. I got no interest in Golden State tonight. And then with Indiana, man, I mean, the whole Miles Turner drama, they're a balanced team. Yeah, I mean, probably this this game's a fade for me, man. I'd like to see Curry get it done, Golden State get it done here, but I got no action in this game. I'm going to just avoid this one
0: yeah th- to see that money is going in on a golden State I mean I just I don't think Golden State's going to lose two games, row, two games in a row right so so he breaks that record so uh from here he goes to play New York that's where I was talking to uh I was talking to some relatives last night about Golden State I think he breaks it at the garden I really do so if there's a time, um to watch him and watch him close. I think he's going to break it at the garden. Now, you know, Tibbs is gonna come out with all uh firing on all cylinders, trying to hold him to the record. I don't think he's gonna break it in Indy. I just don't think so. I don't think that's happening. So, yep, this game also is a pass for me right now. I would totally agree with that logic. You probably don't even want to play Golden State until Steph breaks his record, right? Let him break the record, and then let's get back to business. Um, but they play December 14th at the Garden. That's probably going to be a game that I believe he gets right. So, yeah, it's a no play for me right now. It looks like a lot of advantage is on Golden State. I'm off this game. I don't have any play. Uh, it's just probably a fun game to watch. All right, man. Next game we've got going is Houston Rockets at Atlanta Hawks. This is just a disrespectful number. <laughs> we've got the Hawks at eleven and a half and a half now. Um, and the total being 226. I had saw something really funny about this game or about this, about the Houston Rockets. I was looking at their large spreads, Corey. For whatever reason, they're hitting their large spreads. Now, you know, they went on this tear, now they've two yeah. lost two back to back games, they lost to Milwaukee. But they did win the spread, right? They they won it by a hook. And then they lost to Memphis. They won that one by a hook. Or, or, I'm sorry, they didn't win it by a hook. They won it by one. Um, Check this out. Brooklyn spread, 13 and a half, covered. New Orleans spread, 12 and a half, covered. OKC spread, 10 and a half, covered. Chicago spread 14 and a half and covered something tells me, tells me even though they're losing these games that they're going to still cover this spread, but I'm just, I, I I'm afraid to go back to the well with the Houston Rockets because they are still a bad team. And we've talked about bad teams. You don't want to get in a habit of betting on bad teams. It looks like they kind of fizzed out. They had a seven game win streak going on, I believe. Um, And it just seems like now it's kind of fizzed out a little bit. You don't have Daniel House there. As far as your injuries for this game, um, looking at that lineup, I know Daniel House was ruled out, I believe. Um, But, yeah, you still have the same people out. KPJ is definitely out. Um, Jalen Green is definitely out. And then now Daniel House has an illness here. Uh, so it's it's amazing that they're covering these large spreads, but that was also when they were on their one streak. However, they the two games that they did lose, they cover those spreads as well. Do you think Houston, A, is going to cover the spread with it being so large? And are you looking at any players or sides for this game?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they cover without Kevin Porter Jr. here. Um, I also think Atlanta is a really tough matchup for them. Uh, player wise though, I do think there's value in this game and you really just kind of hoping it stays remotely close. So we can't have a blowout here, but I like Eric Gordon, 5,300. And I like Armani Brooks, um, down here at 4,800 with Porter Jr. Out. I mean, these guys have picked up the slack. They're both playing 30 plus minutes and they've been getting it done. So you're getting massive value here at the guard position for Houston yeah, yeah, And then on the other side of things I just don't think they got Anybody to stop Capella man I think $7,800 is disrespectful For this guy He's been on a tear lately And Yeah I mean for as good as Christian Wood is He's not this dominating Presence in the middle that's going to be stopping these lobs So I think Capella Is a great spot here tonight for Atlanta yeah, With that yeah. being said though You do have Serious blowout risk implied in that game so something to keep an eye on it's a little risky but if you think this does stay within that spread uh, those mm-hmm. guys are probably going to go off tonight
0: yeah it's yeah it's I mean, right now right now i'm going to get my uh volume and everything taken care of here you might have a little echo in here do you hear an echo on your end no you're good okay
1: sorry about that
0: looks like i'm definitely having a case of the mondays here just lost the battery on my uh camera so i'm going to go with the good old mac camera here sorry about that but yeah until it, it, i've kind of been on and off atlanta but to be honest with you I, I haven't really bet atlanta this much at all this year and now that you've got so many people out um it's on Atlanta side i i don't really want to play them until they kind of get it together Um, So, yeah, I don't have an angle or side here as well as something that I'll probably look at later. If I see money going towards Atlanta, I am definitely, definitely going to probably jump on the Houston Rockets because they are covering spreads for what it's worth. They are definitely covering spreads. All right. Next game, we have Bucks and Celtics. Um, Right now, we've got that line at Boston Celtics minus one and a half. Uh, the total for that is 217 and a half. I was writing some notes about this game. The first thing I said is this game feels trappy, right? I said it feels trappy. It's a short line that possibly works to Milwaukee's favor. I think, and, and the reason why I say Milwaukee is because, or you, you you would think that people are going to overthink this game. Another game that kind of works for two sides and that is they're going to either overthink it, right? And they're just going to probably jump on Boston because they feel the line is too short and maybe someone's going to sit here or they're going to automatically go to Milwaukee because the line is short itself. Um, I was looking at the injury report for this one as well. You've got Marcus Smart who's probable here, right? And then I know you've got Jalen Brown who's going to come in. And then there's no one, as of the 4.30 Eastern report, no one injured for Milwaukee. Do you think this is going to be a game? And I see that money is coming toward Milwaukee because it's now at a one. But do you think this is a game that, first off, um, I, if, if anything, that Milwaukee sits uh, the freak here because you do have a long break, they don't play again until the 15th? This is a back-to-back for the freak. Do you think they might just sit him here? That's why that line is short?
1: I don't see why you would. I mean, honestly, the guy played 32 minutes last night. And you got the long break coming up. Why not just right. – this is a big game, not necessarily for, you know, implications, but just go into Boston, get it done, and then rest the guy. I, I don't see any reason to to sit him here. I will say, though, for fantasy purposes, this game is just a good game to watch. I have no interest in anybody here. Unless somebody gets ruled out, that will open up, obviously, some value. But if everybody's a go and we got Jalen Brown going on the Boston side, takes the value out of all those guards. So, yeah, I'm interested in watching this game. I don't want any action on it. I will be curious, though. I think it only starts 30 minutes after tip tonight, so we should have the starting lineups before we finalize anything here for DFS. But if everybody's healthy, everybody's a go, I'm just going to enjoy this game as a fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who are you you rooting for here?
1: I'd like to see Milwaukee get it done. I'm not a huge Boston guy.
0: Good. Good. We we, we have now become uh, best friends because, man, I've, I've never been a Boston guy, man. If you're a Laker fan, you know you're supposed to hate Boston. With all your heart and soul, you hate Boston. All right, man. Next game we've got is the Philadelphia 76ers at the Memphis Grizzlies. This line right now is Grizzlies plus three. Um, it's, it's been that line last night. It was two and a half um, at two, ten and a half. And now it's plus three at two Oh nine and a half. I saw some two tens for the total in some areas or, or some books as well. You just played a great game against golden state two nights ago. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Memphis is home dogs, obviously, because now you're not playing with Steven Adams, possibly, right? I believe it's Stephen Adams and mm-hmm. you're in Jackson Jr. You don't um, have any bigs for Memphis who's going to go up. I mean, even if you had your starters in there, no one's going to stop Embiid, right? But this is another game I thought. I wonder if that Doc just gives Embiid the break here and he probably is a late, late scratch, which will kind of even out the game. But for right now, I know you don't have any bigs for Memphis that's going to play this game or any meaningful bigs. So, uh, looking at this game here, I I thought maybe because of the game that Embiid played against um, Golden State. I mean, they held him down pretty nicely there. You had really good defense by Matisse on Steph Curry. You had Andre Drummond who actually came alive that last game. I wonder if you give Embiid kind of a break here to give him a long break um, to set him up for the the game on the fifteenth against Miami. So. Memphis is quietly steamrolling through teams looking at their, their record. They actually have a better record than Philly. They're 16 and 11 to Philly's 15 and 12. Um, So I was looking also at their one streak. They're another team that um, you know, they they've won the last in the last five, you know, they've only lost one game um, in the last 10, they've only lost three. And so this is without jaw in these games as well. You know, so they're doing pretty good, but now you don't have Steven Adams and I just want to confirm that he is doubtful. Yeah. So Steven Adams is doubtful. And then Jaron Jackson jr. Is questionable. Um, You may have Dylan Brooks isn't on the injury report. So he's back in action. He's been back in action. Um, But I don't have a play on this game. I I, I was surprised that Memphis are home dogs as well as they've been playing. Um, But, also at the same time because there's no jaron jackson possibly and because there's no stephen adams then maybe that does set up philly um to either play him beat or not play him as much what do you think about this game i don't have a side here
1: yeah i really need to see this injury report because if if jaron jackson Jr. is out i think philadelphia absolutely dominates them inside man we're philly's a big team to begin with if you take the last remaining piece out of that front court there for Memphis, I mean, Tobias Harris is going to cr- crush the boards. Um, Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time playing Embiid tonight. I just don't think this game has the pace of play that you need to get his value up there. But I do think he, you know, from a actual NBA game standpoint, dominates this game. I don't think they'll rest him. Um, You know, just like you said, Memphis is kind of hot right now. Philly would definitely want to just get this win. If Jaron Jackson Jr. is out, I think there's lots of value plays here on Memphis, though. You know, Dylan Brooks becomes a monster play there at 6,200. He's going to take so much usage. Yeah, Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, you know, a lot of those guys will really um, find their role here without Triple J. If Jaron Jackson Jr. is in, though, I just don't have that much interest in this game. Trying to maybe a guard or something here. Maybe Desmond Bain at 6,600 is a good play. But for the most part, though, um, we're waiting on the injury report there. And it doesn't start till 5 p.m. Central or West Coast time. So we might have to wait um, and have some pivots ready there last minute, depending on that injury.
0: Yeah. Now I'll just throw it out there. The, The disadvantage, especially with NBA with us, Corey, is that we know how tricky these injury reports can be. Right. We have so many late game time scratches, right? You have scratches coming off right before tip off that it completely defeats the purpose of trying to get to any games early. Right. But at least what we can do is provide some type of balance, maybe at least bring some type of awareness to these games and, you know, p- potentially looking out for people who could either be in or out. And and mm-hmm. this one here, Jared Jackson is questionable. Steven Adams is doubtful. And this is a minus three to Philly. Um, Memphis being home dogs with the body of work that they've been doing without Ja, That kind of tells me that maybe Jaron won't get there. Right. And if Jaron won't get there, then Doc being the, you know, players coach that he is, I wouldn't be surprised if you just didn't have that many minutes out of Embiid or you play him to the ground. And just let them take this long rest. You don't have to with the with, you know, Andre Drummond there. Obviously, you don't have to do all that. So maybe you just mm-hmm. have, don't have as many minutes from Joel, uh, especially beating Golden State, like I said a couple nights before. So we will see what happens with that, man. I I I, I do think there's going to be some trickery happening with this injury report. All right, next game, man. We've got the Hornets at Dallas. Hornets at Dallas. This is another game. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm heavily looking at the over here. I'm heavily looking at the over here. This is at 219 and a half. Now um, mm-hmm. we did see this, uh, but it's now at three and a half. So money is coming in on Dallas. You do have Terry that's back, but everyone else is still out. Right. So you still have your players with illness still out of the game. Um, so for what it's worth, I can see why money is coming in on Dallas still right now. The line is at three and a half in some books, even though we have it at uh, minus three while we were doing the, you know, the re- the start of the show. Um, so money is quietly coming in on Dallas. No Luca. Um, he's out because of his ankle. Maybe he got tired of being called fatty, big fatty. Um, there is some issues going there as far as I, 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 I want to say, like Jason Kidd. I don't know if he's the best coach for Luca, um, but he does know what he's doing, at least with Kristaps Porzingis. Um, Christoph's Porzingis is coming alive, in my opinion. We were talking about him playing the post, I believe, and it seems like it's been working. It seems like as of late, it's been working. The Hornets have a whole bunch of people out, um, and like I said, you are getting... Uh, Terry Rogier back here, but maybe it's just not enough no. for him to, to, you know, to get the job done with Hornets still being the dog here. But looking at this. Two thirty five or two thirty two and a half, Corey, over against Sacramento. Two sixteen against Philly over two fourteen against Philly over. I'm sorry, the two sixteen was a push two twenty-five against ATL over two thirty one against Miami or Milwaukee over 225 against Chicago over 227 against Houston over 226 and a half against Minnesota over Mm -hmm. Charlotte and for whatever reason right now their games are going over so one of two things are going to happen if you're saying Charlotte is the dog then you're also saying that Dallas is going to control this entire pace and I just don't see it 219 and a half With Terry Rozier coming back a little bit, I could see this game going over. So a heavy lean for me on this game right now is over 219 and a half. What do you like? Anything in this game as far as players or sides?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the over. Since they haven't had Plumlee, their defense is just non-existent. And going against Charlotte has just been the sharp move here. I think, you know, from a fantasy perspective, Dallas has been just playing like shit. And I'm hoping that that keeps their ownership down because the smart play here is just a load up on these Dallas guys tonight. For me, I mean, wow. I'm playing Porzingis. I'm playing Brunson. And I'm probably going to throw in either Hardaway Jr. or Dory Finney-Smith with it. And I'm going to run it back with Rozier on the other side. This game is going to have no defense. It's going to have back-to-back uh, flow. Rozier is just... Extremely underpriced, coming back from this injury, especially considering still no lamello Ball. I mean, this guy was putting up numbers with those guys. He's gonna have the ball in his hand every play. Um, this is this is the best game environment on the entire slate. So I got no problem playing three, four guys here, even on a on a nine game slate here tonight.
0: I. That it's funny how you're loading up on Dallas here. Now, just so I I can get that straight, is it because the Hornets are decimated here, or you just think that this is kind of lopsided or 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 not necessarily lopsided? This is probably the best team that's gonna have the best value for players. Yeah, so the
1: combination it's one Charlotte's just the worst defensive team. So we know this game is gonna be high paced out of out of the norm for Dallas. Charlotte's players are already priced according to those scores that they've been putting up so you got guys like Kelly Oubre that cost more than Porzingis tonight
0: that's crazy that's
1: and it's just crazy. because yeah every game Charlotte plays there's just so many fantasy points these games are 124 to 123 they're they're out of control and so Rozier's the only player that hasn't gotten that spike because he's been out so Rozier's in play there for Charlotte and then for Dallas Dallas's players are priced according to their low-scoring games that they've been in lately. But I just don't think that continues here tonight, especially at home for Dallas. And if you're going to get a team in Dallas that's scoring 120 tonight, even 115, something like that, I mean, these values are just way too low. we got Porzingis 8,000, Brunson 5,800, Hardaway Jr., 5,400. These prices were designed for a team that scores 98, 102. Um, So if we're going to get an extra 20, 20 points out of Dallas tonight than their usual just because their competition, they're they're the best value on the slate.
0: Gotcha. 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 My producer, uh, he, he, he he hates Washington. <laughs> so tonight he says we've got the Washington Bullets <laughs> at the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> he said the Bullets, a little crap here. Yeah, next game, man. Yeah. Washington, Washington Wizards at the Denver Nuggets. It's so funny, man. He, that's one team that he really hates are the Washington Wizards. Um, minus four and a half going to Denver here. This is another game, Corey. Another game. we at 212 and a half now. Um, Will Barton is probable to come back here. Um, I don't know. Uh, he, he's questionable. Michael Green did get downgraded here, and then everybody else is out as usual here, per <laughs> usual here. Again, Corey, this is another lean that I got. Both teams, Washington, 221, push against Utah. Detroit, 210 and a half over. Indy, 211 and a half over. Toronto, 212 and a half. That was the only game to go under. But then all their other games have gone over for the exception of the November 26th game against OKC, 209 and a half, didn't get there. Denver, all but one game in the last 10 have gone over. So I was kind of trying to understand why this total was so low, but at the same token, um, the totals for Denver are pretty low. So you're not going to get a fast game here, but it's another game that should go over. San Antonio, 218 and a half over. San Antonio on a back-to-back or home-and-home, if you want to call that, 217 over. At New Orleans, 213-and-a-half over. At Chicago, the only game to go under, 213-and-a-half. But you have New York, Orlando, Miami, Milwaukee, Portland, and Phoenix all over. And you're talking about you're going over 215, 212, 205. This is a game that should probably easily both teams go over. Yeah, I I shouldn't say easy. Easily by I lean on the over. It seems pretty low to me and why these teams both can't put up one Oh six a piece. You know, um, I, 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 it's one of those games to where I think it can easily happen um, right now. Washington's averaging 105 points a game, 105 and a half points a game. Yes. That's what they're averaging Denver is averaging the same 105 and a half points a game. Right, so why this couldn't hit two twelve over easily is 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 baffling to me. So I do have a lane here with the Washington Wizards and the Denver Nuggets total game over two twelve and a half. What do you like here?
1: Yeah, first off, I didn't even know anybody could hate the Washington Wizards because it's like one of the most irrelevant teams in the NBA. So that's (laughs) that's an interesting take there, but. Yeah, man, I mean, with Kyle Kuzma out, this rotation here for Washington is pretty interesting. Um, they really tightened it up. And, you know, I know he played terrible last game, but guys like KCP are getting a lot of run right now. The problem is, though, I think Denver is just a better team here. And I'm going to have to just I'm going with Jokic um i think he's the best spend up option on the slate tonight and the guy's been on an absolute tear lately in fantasy 75 points 63 points 72 points 62 points you know he's twelve thousand dollars, but the guy's just a walking triple double at this point you know he scored 39 points 35 actual points here two out of the last three games
0: yeah yeah
1: and i think washington you know pushes him i also think they have two slow-footed centers in um, Gafford, and you know, as much energy as Harrell is there, he's just undersized for Jokic. So, Jokic is he's my spend up of the day. I think it's a great spot for him. Other than that, though, from a fantasy perspective, there's not much I'm interested in this game. I'll probably end up with one of the small forwards there for Washington, maybe Denny Avija, um, KCP, somebody of that nature, just because Kyle Kuzma's out, we're going to get some value down there. Um, but for the most part though this is this is where I'm going to just take my shot on the on the top guy
0: yeah my only lean would be the over here but I could see a lot of the what is going on with Rui Hachimura do you know
1: I mean everything is personal I think they announced no timetable the last I
0: saw but what is he mad about
1: oh I have no idea (laughs)
0: I got got to dig into that, man. I have no idea what he's mad about, bro. I have no idea what he's mad about. He just always, Rui was one of those guys that I thought would kind of be a rising star after everything had leveled out. And, you know, you got rid of Westbrook, you know, he kind of broke up the team and then brought it back together with some set pieces, you know. But I don't know if he wanted to be the star. There was something that I had heard as far as him wanting more not more playing time wanted to be a more you know force of the you know in the team I I I don't know I don't know but for whatever reason man Rui is just not playing he's not playing so (laughs) you got Daniel Gafford um, who I think is actually better than Rui um, playing yeah they're they're different positions but still I mean they're big men so I, I I have no idea
1: I just What's pulled it up right now. They said he wants to focus on his mental health.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it has something to do with his his role in the team.
1: Yeah, no, I no, see that's, that.
0: a, um, that's a weird one to me. That's a complete weird one to me. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's something that happened in the beginning of the season, as far as him wanting to have some type of role, and he's he's just not there. He's just not there. So I think the mental health is the the Ben Simmons effect. Really, uh, they just don't.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know, man. I don't know that one. I, I I'm trying to get out, trying to get a clear picture of what's going on. And I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Roy should be out there on the court, yeah. and he isn't. All right, man. Last game we have the Phoenix Suns at. The Clippers, Phoenix Suns at the Clippers, man, this line right now is three and a half at total being two twelve and a half looking right now on. And if you just want to know, I use covers Um, and covers is probably, in, in my opinion, like one of the worst when it comes to updating their lines. Um, but I use them just because uh, they, they've got a bevy of information that's there. There are a ton of websites that you can look into okay. to get your information. Um, I just, I'm just a creature of habit, man. so I like covers. Right now, it's still sitting at 3.5. If we look at the line movement on this game, um, this was at 2.5. This was at 2.5 um, early, early, early. So it's kind of jumped back and it's jumped down. It's gotten to 3. Now it's at 3.5. I don't care, man. It would be either sons or nothing for me here. Um, looking at the injury report here as well, not submitted yet on either side. Um, you still have DeAndre yeah, Ayton, who's questionable, but then pretty much everybody else is out, as you know. For the uh clipper side, I did say that or did see the Nick Batum injury. Uh, he's questionable. Paul George is doubtful here. And I don't even at, you know, good old staple center, if you will, or crypto.com arena. Uh, what do you like here? You like any sides here? Are you looking at any players?
1: No, I wouldn't touch the sides here. I mean, we don't even know what these teams look like with all these guys out. I mean, I, I don't think Aiton goes tonight. He didn't practice. I'd be shocked if he goes. So I think, with that being said, though, on a fantasy perspective, there's going to be plenty of value here with all these guys out. And Javal McGee, I mean, this guy looked like a monster in the last. Yeah. Uh, 21 points, 15 rebounds, two blocks. Mm -hmm. If Aiton doesn't go, and I don't think he goes here, um, Javal McGee becomes the must play of the night at $4,000. The problem is you're not going to find that out until well after most of these games have started. So you need to have a pivot within the same game there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a couple here. You know, depends how much money you want to leave yourself. But, you know, guys like Mann, um, Cameron Johnson, uh, you're going to have to leave a couple hundred dollars on the table, but you can get up to a guy like that and and be just fine. And then with Paul George not playing, I mean, Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard absolutely just get all the usage there. Um, The ball is just constantly in their hands. And Luke Kennard, I mean, he played a great game last game. I know he shot really well, hit seven threes, but I mean, this guy played 36 minutes in Paul George's absence mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. in a pretty low scoring game there with Orlando. Yeah. I mean, I think with all these guys out, I mean, I don't, I could guess less who wins this game, but you know, there's definitely some value. I also think with Booker and eight off the court, Chris Paul is, you know, an, a stud here, 8,300. So Last game of the night, you're going to want some action here. Um, I would lean JaVal McGee and then maybe one of those other guys. But like I said, without that injury report and it's the last game, um, make sure you definitely have some some pivot moves there to kind of cover yourself.
0: What do you think about you campaign? Know. I know he went off last game. He put up like 17, you know, Um And I I believe Cam Johnson and uh, Jay Crowder combined for like 16. But what do you think about campaign? I mean, I would think he's kind of under the radar a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had that one game, um, but he only played 22 minutes. It was in a blowout run. Um, You know, standard. I mean, he's playing 17 to 20 minutes. The guy scores like 18 fantasy points. He... I just don't think he has a big enough role, and I don't think Chris Paul is going to see enough minutes for that guy to really make an impact. Obviously, on any given night, if this is a blowout, he's going to get more run than normal, but I think those numbers are skewed. I'm hoping um, these other, you know, the casual DFS guys see that number and kind of put the ownership over to him because I, I don't think he can repeat it. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, I, it was, maybe those were just garbage points. I don't know. I've never been really a campaign fan, but I mean, the guy's a grinder. He's a workhorse. He was almost out of the league. Right. And so he he actually was for a quick second and, you know, got his second chance. So I do like the hustle. Um, So right now, man, yeah, I've got two leans and a really, really strong side on Miami first half. Uh, that I, I just honestly feel that they can do some things to Cleveland, even being decimated. And they have been doing this already. I mean, they did it to Milwaukee. So I do like Cleveland as a dog on that really soon here. Um, so maybe after we get off the show, I'll probably step on that. And then my other lanes are going to be uh, Nuggets and Wizards first halves. First, or or our... Uh, total over I'm sorry about that and the Hornets and looks like yeah do I yeah yeah I'm gonna probably get there I'm gonna go with the Hornets and the Mavs the total over on that game as well Um, so those are two lanes for me haven't gotten there yet you know it's very very early so it's one of those things to where you can't make any guaranteed picks I wouldn't you know if you haven't taken them last night In my opinion, Corey, you probably need to wait just for at least shoot around and some other news. Um, So the Miami first half is what I'm really, really serious on. And then the Hornets and Mavs and the Washington Wizards and the Nuggets, both those games going over. Any of your plays that you're locking in or that you like right now before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, I mean, for DFS real quick, I mean, the Joker's locked in for me at 12,000. I'm not waiting on any news there. I think Terrence Davis is locked in for me as a cheap player for Sacramento. And then I'm playing that Charlotte-Dallas game, regardless of who's in, who's out. I'm going to have three or four players in that game. So I don't actually start building my lineups till about 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. A lot of news. But as far as just a core base, that's that's where I'm starting with. And I'll build off of that and post it up on the Twitter for everyone as we as we go.
0: Or on the Twitter. <laughs> that's weird. What- that's how we do it, man. Oh, my bad. That's how we do it. That is how we do it. Getting in the green with perfect strangers. It is your boy. It's Durrell You can find me on the Twitter.
1: <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter.
0: Uh, Corey, where can they find you on the Twitter as well?
1: We're at we're at green getting and that's our goal tonight. Let's get back in the green.
0: Absolutely. So we will be back on the show uh, tomorrow so it looks like we're definitely going to go monday through friday here um looks like my uh technical difficulties didn't have uh me looking too sexy this morning but we are going to do it again man uh yes we will be sending the plays out later on in the day after injury reports are final and when we get closer to game time and we hope that you get in the green with us until tomorrow y'all have a great rest of the day make sure you get that paper